This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee. Now that the legislative session is over, it's open season on the governor. Ron DeSantis is up for re-election next year, and Congressman Charlie Crist is the first Democrat to enter the race. Among other things, he says DeSantis fumbled the COVID crisis. How many lives would have been saved if Governor DeSantis had listened to the scientists and medical experts? If he had simply promoted a mask wearing and social distancing policy instead of a political agenda. The governor's response to the challenge from Christ? Well, look, anytime there's an open open office somewhere, you, know, you can bet someone, someone like a Christ is probably going to be slithering around for it. DeSantis is also under attack by Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed, who is running for the job but has not made it official yet. She says the session that just ended tells you everything you need to know about the Republican governor. In the middle of the worst economy since the Great Depression, this governor and his legislature raised your taxes by over a billion dollars. Freed also used Tuesday's cabinet meeting to ask why she and other members of the cabinet were never really told about the problems at the Piney Point Phosphate wastewater pond that almost breached last month. 250 million gallons of contaminated water being dumped into the bay and as this cabinet and as this board of trustees, we were not made aware of any of the issues that we are now seeing have been a long-standing issues at Piney Point. The governor has come up with a schedule to fill the congressional seat of Alcee Hastings. The primary will be in November, followed by an election in January. I know there'll be a lot of folks that want to run for it, so hopefully uh, that's, uh, that gives them enough time to be able to get on the ballot and do what they need to do to be competitive. And the governor says don't blame him for that theme park exemption in the new bill to punish social media for deplatforming Donald Trump. It was done for Disney. We'll also have your calendar of events and the story of two Florida men in trouble with the Wildlife Commission for shark selfies. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Wednesday, May 5th. This is Cinco de Mayo. It's National Astronaut Day and National Hoagie Day. Whether you call them subs, heroes, or grinders, a hoagie by any other name would be as tasty. On this date in 1916, U.S. Marines invaded the Dominican Republic and stayed for eight years. In 1961, Alan Shepard became the first American in space, blasting off from Cape Canaveral on Freedom 7. And on this date in 2018, an electronic cigarette exploded and a St. Petersburg man became the very first to die from vaping. The state health department reported 3,680 new cases of COVID Tuesday and 93 additional fatalities. Two and a quarter million Floridians have been infected so far. The death toll has reached 36,102. Florida's response to COVID-19 was one of the key issues for St. Petersburg Congressman Charlie Crist as he announced his run for governor Tuesday. His slogan is Florida for all. And the former governor says our current governor doesn't give a damn about the average Floridian. Working people are still full of hope still working hard, but too many are struggling to put food on the table and keep a roof over their head. This isn't by accident, my friends. The deck is stacked against the middle class, aided and abetted by Governor Ron DeSantis and his Republican allies in Tallahassee. This is a governor who doesn't listen, who doesn't care, and doesn't think about you. Unless, of course, you can write him a campaign check. Really, he sees our state's wonderful diversity as a threat, not as a strength we all celebrate. He's failed to lead during the greatest health and economic crisis of our lifetime. Local officials were forced to fend for themselves without direction from our state. Scientists and doctors offered advice, 
but he listened to quacks and conspiracy theorists. He's waged a constant assault on democracy from voting rights to civil rights. He's promised tax cuts to the wealthy and the corporations and the well-connected. Yet our unemployment benefits are still some of the lowest in America. Governor DeSantis' vision of Florida is clear. If you want to vote, he won't help you. If you're working, he won't support you. If you're a woman, he will not empower you. If you're an immigrant, he won't accept you. And if you're facing discrimination, he won't respect you. If you're sick, he won't care for you. If you're impacted by climate change, and we all are, he won't even believe you. That's not a vision for our state. That's why in Florida, where opportunity should exist for everyone willing to work hard, millions of people are just barely getting by. Changing this is not going to be easy. Powerful special interests depend on Governor DeSantis for their massive profits, and they'll spend tens of millions of dollars to stop us. Because if everyone rises up, they can't stay on top. No, friends, this won't be an easy fight, but nothing in life worth fighting for is easy. I'm announcing today that I'm running for governor of Florida for a Florida for all. Ron DeSantis responded to that announcement with a grin and a snarky comment. Which party is he going to run under? Do we know for sure? And I thought about it because, you know, he's run as a Republican, lost, independent, lost, Democrat, lost. But now I see he's voting with Nancy Pelosi 100 percent of the time. He could probably give it a run for the Green Party in San Francisco, liberal Green Party. So who knows what's going to happen with that? DeSantis said that before Chris made the official announcement, and he repeated it word for word later in the afternoon at a press conference in Miami, where he added this for good measure. But look, anytime there's an open open office somewhere, you know, you can bet someone someone like a Chris is probably going to be slithering around for it. So that's fine. Uh, but we're just going to keep doing doing what we're doing. And, um, you know, they uh, they've basically been criticizing me nonstop for a year. It's true that Chris used to be a Republican, but he says it was nothing like the party of Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. Every step of the way, this governor has been more focused on his personal political fortune than the struggles of regular Floridians. And that's just not right. Just like our former president. He always claims credit, but never takes responsibility. It begs the question, my friends, how many lives would have been saved if Governor DeSantis had listened to the scientists and medical experts? If he had simply promoted a mask wearing and social distancing policy instead of a political agenda? How many lives would have been saved if Governor DeSantis had implemented a statewide plan to protect Floridians? How many small businesses would have been saved if Governor DeSantis recognized the key to rebuilding our economy isn't politics, it's beating the virus and ensuring people's safety. The truth is, Governor DeSantis has failed us. Just look at the terrible damage Governor DeSantis and his allies have brought about and caused during this legislative session. A $1 billion tax increase on ordinary Floridians to pay for tax breaks for corporations new limits on your and my voting rights as regular Floridians? It's unbelievable. Outright discrimination against transgender kids, mean and cruel to children. This agenda is shameful, and it doesn't represent Floridians. And nothing is as shameful as the way DeSantis steered vaccine shots to the wealthy white neighborhoods of his most generous supporters. It's heartbreaking 
Governor DeSantis and the leaders of the Republican Party have simply lost touch with what regular Floridians need and truly care about. It started around the time I left the party over a decade ago, and it's only gotten worse. They demonize, distract, and divide Floridians. They even lie to their own supporters because they know the truth, that their agenda does next to nothing to help Floridians in the middle class and everyone working hard to get there. Their violent mob that attacked the nation's capital on January 6th shows the consequences of those lies. And Governor DeSantis is trying to become a national leader of that Republican Party. So it's time, frankly, it's past time for your voice, the people's voice to be heard again in Tallahassee. It's time to build a Florida for all Floridians. DeSantis says he welcomes the debate over his COVID policies. While it's true that more than 36,000 people have been killed by the virus in Florida, the governor claims his actions saved livelihoods and lives in that order. Florida COVID mortality per capita, even with one of the oldest populations, were less than the national average. We're less than the states that all these Democrats would have mimicked. They wanted us to do New York policies. They wanted us to do Illinois. They wanted us to do these lockdown policies. And in those states that have done it, New Jersey, New York, Illinois, all the, they have higher per capita mortality than the state of Florida with COVID. And then they obviously have disastrous economic consequences. They have disastrous education consequences. All these Democrats would have locked our kids out of school for the past year. You know why? Because the teachers union would have told them to do it and they would have absolutely followed that. Uh, We got the kids back in school because we knew it was important for parents. We got people back to work. We've saved hundreds of thousands of jobs because we led from the front and we weren't listening to people uh, like that. And if you look at our state and how we're doing, um, I don't think people could, could argue with the results. So please, run on lockdowns. Please run against us putting seniors first. They all criticize me for putting seniors first on vaccinations, and then we've seen that that has saved lives. They criticize me for uh, not closing beaches. You wanna drive people indoors and close the outdoors? The science was obvious a year ago. None of them understood that. Um, And so I implore them from my political interests, run on closing schools, run on locking people down, run on closing businesses and ruining. I would love to have that debate because I can tell you this, we have saved people's livelihoods. And you know what? When you're having kids in school, when you have people working, when you have people's businesses surviving, you're saving lives too. Christ is not the only Democrat who wants a shot at DeSantis. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Fried has been gearing up for months, and she says the legislative session that ended last week demonstrated just how out of touch the GOP establishment in Tallahassee has become. In the middle of the worst economy since the Great Depression, this governor and his legislature raised your taxes by over a billion dollars. The governor gave his top political appointees a million dollars in raises, while refusing to increase the nation's worst unemployment by $100 for a week. He even gave himself a raise while cutting your bright futures, scholarships for your children. All while Floridians have been out of work, while tens of thousands of small businesses have closed their doors, and while 35,000 of our families and friends have lost loved ones and have died from COVID-19. 
This governor's priorities are whatever helps him run for president in 2024. That means his priorities are banning your right to protest, banning your right to vote, and banning transgender kids from sports. That's what dictators do. That's un-American. Perhaps worst of them all, HB1. Making Florida famous, once again, famous for our beaches, our citrus, and now our authoritarian regime, where if you run over somebody protesting, it's all good when it comes to the governor and his opinion. Governor, you may have signed HB1, but rest assured that the pendulum swings. The arc of the universe bends towards justice, and HB1 will not be law forever. So when will Commissioner Freed make the official announcement that she's running for governor? As our only statewide elected Democrat and as somebody who has always put public service as a forefront, um, it is becoming clearer and clearer from my comments today, from what we have seen from this governor in the last two and a half years, that he must be a one-term governor. And as the only statewide elected Democrat, it makes absolute sense for me to be running for governor. Um, but today is not the day for me to make that announcement. You know, certainly I've had communications with Congressman Christ, um, and it's a time when we need his voice and his vote up in Washington, D.C. Uh, his seat is uh, one that only probably Charlie Crist can hold on to. Um, so really would like to have encouraged him to stay in Congress. Um, but certainly today is Charlie's day and wish him the best of luck. Freed also used Tuesday's cabinet meeting to try to score some points at the governor's expense. She asked Department of Environmental Protection Secretary Noah Valenstein to explain why the cabinet had never been briefed about the danger of a breach in the wastewater reservoir at the Piney Point Phosphate Mine in Manatee County before it sprung a leak and threatened a breach last month. There was over 30 documented issues at Piney Points, including stress fractures and leaks just in this administration alone. Um, were you aware of those documented issues? Commissioner, I think the only way to do something like this would be to sit down with you, which I'm absolutely happy to do, um, and go through which items you're talking about. Okay, because my question and my concern is that as the Board of Trustees, this is a major, major uh, man-made disaster that at no point was this board brought to the attention of the issues that, are, that were happening, the fact that right now we have let 250 million gallons of contaminated water being dumped into the bay. And as this cabinet and as this board of trustees, we were not made aware of any of the issues that we are now seeing have been a longstanding issues at Piney Point um, and were not addressed until we had a catastrophic environmental disaster. Commissioner, I would disagree with that in that I believe, again, the only way, and I appreciate the opportunity to sit down with you and absolutely appreciate your concern for the environment and interest in this issue. What Valenstein was telling Freed is, if you have a problem, let's talk about this in private, not in front of live cameras in the cabinet room. And when Freed persisted, Attorney General Ashley Moody interrupted her, urging Freed to ask her questions elsewhere. What about the 27 other I have other one question, sites? Governor, if I might right. jump in. Sure. I, I, you know, I... I'm so grateful that you were willing to sit down with me personally for an extended period of time and talk through some issues affecting our environment. Your staff was so thorough. Really appreciate you dedicating that time. Uh, has, and I would assume that would be available to any of the cabinet members if they requested it. Absolutely. 
And we just did that a couple weeks ago, and I'm, I would recommend that if any cabinet members have detailed questions, allow the staff to present uh, responses. Uh, anytime I've had questions, and I think it was just two weeks ago, we sat down for a very long time and went through some very specific points I had about Florida's environment, I would suggest that the other cabinet members do the same. And, and our staffs do do that. We just have some further information that I think that not only I need to know, and, and, but more importantly, the public needs to know, especially as we're seeing the, the dramatic impact that we're having on the environment in those communities. And, and my last question to you on this, well, you don't want to talk about the past. What about the 27 other sites like Piney Point across the state, and we need to talk about a plan about to do with those other 27 that are, again, ticking time bombs on our environment. It's easy to dismiss this as political gamesmanship by Freed, but she has a point. There's not a lot of transparency in Tallahassee these days. Speaking of which, Republicans made a big deal during the recent session about reining in social media under a new law awaiting the governor's signature. Companies like Twitter and Facebook could be fined up to $250,000 a day if they censor or deplatform candidates like Donald Trump. But guess who has a loophole written into the law just for them? A last-minute amendment to the social media bill exempts any company that owns and operates a theme park or entertainment complex, like Disney World. Governor DeSantis says this wasn't his idea. Wasn't my baby uh, on that. Um, I think there were concerns about things that I didn't quite think the bill was even going to impact. They were, I don't know why it came to that, but, uh, you know, look, at the end of the day, that's just how this process works sometimes. But um, no, that's not what we want to see. Um, there were some things with the theme parks running these blogs. I didn't think it applied to it. They did that. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. But I think the, the good far outweighs the bad on that. State Representative Blazing Goglia says the exemption was passed to make sure Disney Plus streaming service isn't caught up in this bill. The governor's also announced a timetable for the special election to fill the South Florida congressional seat of the late U.S. Representative Al C. Hastings. I am going to be uh, doing an executive order to set the special election uh, for Congressional District 20, uh, Alcee Hastings seat. Uh, I've spoken with Laurel Lee. I know she spoke with both the Palm Beach and Broward supervisors. Uh, so we're going to do the primary for no uh, November 2nd, the general election for January 11th. I think that puts qualifying uh, towards the end of the first week of September. And, um, you know, I know someone who ran for it before, there's a lot that goes into it. I know there'll be a lot of folks that want to run for it. So hopefully uh, that's, uh, that gives them enough time to be able to get on the ballot and do what they need to do to be competitive. Your calendar of events today? Well, the Florida Supreme Court meets at 9 to hear arguments on two issues, including a case that involves the state's stand-your-ground self-defense law. The Department of Environmental Protection holds an online workshop at 9, part of a triennial review of surface water quality standards. The Reemployment Assistance Appeals Commission meets at 9.30. The Florida Commission on Human Relations meets at 10. The Local Government Efficiency Task Force meets online at 1. And the Southwest Refugee Task Force meets online also at 1. And finally today, state wildlife officers are searching for two Florida men who towed a tiger shark by the tail four miles upriver 
for a photo op. They have not been identified yet. Joseph Wilson of Lutz says he and some friends were hanging out at the springhead of the Chastahowitzka River when the men showed up in a boat that was dragging the shark. Wilson posed for a selfie while holding the critter out of the water. That went viral and caught the attention of the Wildlife Commission. There was also a crowd of spectators at the time that got into the act. One witness says the shark was tormented so people could take selfies. Now, tiger sharks are protected in state waters, and the Wildlife Commission issued a statement saying it's aware of the situation and it's being taken very seriously. That's it for today's episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics. 